0: Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vagley here. Welcome
1: It's another episode of the NBA Podcast 136. It's towards the end of May. The year is just rocketing away. Now we have another juicy episode for you. I've got the man and the myth, the legend, Ash Placedead. How are
2: you? Stop reminding me what episode we're up to, James. You keep reminding me how fast time goes by. You're Uh, a week older,
1: a week older.
2: Yeah, yeah, love it, love it. Um, Love this topic. Yeah, I'm feeling great Um,
1: and looking forward to this one. Good, let's get into it. Uh, Listeners, hope you're doing well. Uh, This episode is about what happens when you hire too late. And, I mean, this is pretty much the default for most businesses, brokers included we only help brokers so you know this is a broken podcast Uh, most mortgage brokers hire too late or not at all and first what we want to talk about is what is going to happen you may have experienced this already or you may be about to experience this and we want you to uh, avoid it so we're going to paint the picture of what happens for most brokers because they're hiring too late then we'll transition into talking about well Well, the solution, of course, is to hire a bit sooner, hint, hint. But we'll talk more about that in detail. Um, But first, let's dive in, Ash. What happens when you hire too late? Let's talk about some of the key things that uh, go wrong in the business when you do this.
2: Well, I would say that this is in the top three um, problems that um, flip mortgage brokers uh, over with trying to build a business is hiring too late. It's, it could be number one, but it's certainly in the top three. So what's the what's the main thing that I see? Well, I would say it's brokers, when they hire too late, they're hiring for what I would call the right reasons in their mind, which is I'm busy, I need help, and I need to be able to breathe and sort of you know, focus on what I need to do and get on top of my work, right? So that makes sense. But the problem is it's nearly always coupled with not having first built systems and processes and um, methodologies in your business and document them. So what happens is when you hire people too late and coupled with not having really built workflows is you actually get the opposite outcome for what you intended. So the intent of hiring is to get time back, get on top of your workflow et cetera, et cetera. But what happens is is as the business owner, you end up in fairly quick order spending more time managing and watching and fixing and trying to tell people what to do that you've hired, which is the opposite of what you hired them to do. You hired them to do the work without you having to do it for them and, and double-check everything. Yeah. So it actually creates this double doubling down on the problem. You actually get busier because you're spending more time monitoring staff to make sure that the right things are happening than you probably were before you hired them. Yeah, And what happens? And it it shows up as, you know, the tail wagging the dog. It shows up with low productivity. It shows up with higher stress for the business owner, which inevitably feeds through to the team. It shows up as um, dissatisfied staff ultimately leaving because, you know, good people will end up leaving that's That sort of environment eventually, and this is where the broker starts pulling their hair out and going, well, what did I do wrong? You know, I'm a good person, I'm doing good work,
1: I hired a good person, and yet they still left me. Uh, it's a shame. And, and this is the default strategy for brokers. And, again, we don't place blame because no one is teaching this stuff really other than us. There's, there's not a lot of support in this space. So the default for most brokers, of course, is hit my straps, just try and get busier and busier and helping more people, growing my volumes. And then they'll get to a point where they realize that there's not enough hours in the day. And they've probably gone from, you know, 20 to 30 to 40 to 60 to 70 to 80 hour weeks. And then they realize, oh, this is ridiculous. Now I really need to hire. So brokers hire when they really need to hire someone. That's the default is to sort of be over successful in a way and then go, right. I now really need some help. And then they backfill. Like backfill hiring is the worst. And um, what usually happens in addition to what you said, Ash, is that when you're backfilling, you're going to then be in a position of overwhelm and stress. And what you're going to do is you're going to try and get somebody yesterday. So that's the conversation you don't want to have. I need someone yesterday to help me because I'm drowning. And what happens when you're drowning is – you're flailing around and you're like going crazy just to try and get your head to the surface and you'll do anything to get to the surface. That's what brokers are doing. They'll hire the first person that comes across their desk um, and they'll put them in that position and hope and need them to be out of the blocks, working at 100% from day one just to have a hope. And none of that works well because they've probably hired the wrong person and there's no way they're going to be out of the blocks from day one um, and it comes all the way back to what we're going to talk about in a minute: um, how to avoid it.
2: Oh, look, it unravels quickly, and uh, I hope this is really sort of triggering a lot of listeners to that emotional state. Like, once you're in that emotional state of flailing and grasping, I mean, what's the most uh, what's the most dangerous? Um, person is a person who's drowning. They'll grab onto anything and drag them underwater with them. Mm. I mean, this this is what happens with business owners that are flailing a bit. You you know, you tend to grab on whatever to whatever you can to save yourself, metaphorically. And then that person comes into your business and very quickly gets caught up in that sort of swirling maelstrom of emotional, um, that emotional state that the business owner is in, which is overwhelmed, busy always trying to catch up, working long hours. It's not a great environment to bring someone into and it very rarely ends well. Um, so as you said, James, you know what's the better way to do this um, in, a, in an ideal outcome? Of course, it's obviously to, to be able to get the right guidance, I think, to look forward and go, well, where am I now? Where do I want to get to? What needs to be in place to get me there? and then who do I need to hire to get me there? Mm. So it's it's uh, hiring in advance. So it's proactive hiring rather than reactive hiring. Um, and I know this, listeners are probably thinking of this going, well, duh, yeah, of course, <laughs> right? But how many of you honestly hire like this? Mm. How many brokers actually hire like this in in truth? I would say certainly less than 10% could be much lower. And we know this for a fact, right, James, because we speak to hundreds and hundreds of brokers, a lot that we work with and some that we don't end up working with, but all of them, bar a very small few, have been hiring reactively to what's already happened rather than hiring proactively
1: based on a strategic plan. And that's, that's the, what you said at the end, the strategic plan. It's because most don't actually have a strategic plan and don't understand or look at the numbers. And, and we, we know how this industry works, everybody. Like we know things can move really quickly. We've seen it happen. You can go from twiddling your thumbs, wondering where that next settlement or that next lead's going to come from to two or three months later, run off your feet. That's kind of how the industry works. You know, something just clicks or you get a partner that can send you some leads. And it can very quickly blossom and blow up in terms of your ability. So you've always got to have that understanding of numbers and capacity and cash flow and be one step ahead of the game because you can start to you know, be walking along the desert and very quickly go, oh, I'm in quicksand, I'm done. It mm. can very quickly change. So you know, I guess for brokers, it's easy for us to say, Ash, hire in advance. The objection, of course, is... Why well, do not want to hire? I've got no money. I can't afford them. Um, th- yeah. But what That's we need to, but what we need to do, of course, is look at the numbers, have a plan of like this is where I want to get to. This is how the numbers look as we grow, and then back yourself to achieve those numbers. That's kind of what business is. Like a successful yeah. business goes, we have something people want, so we're going to go out to the market and start offering that. And we understand that if it's one person, I can sell five things. And I reckon I can do that in the first couple of months. And so my hiring strategy is in month three, get someone to help me so that I can sell 10 things and have a look at how the numbers are going to work and then back yourself. Because um, unfortunately, most brokers treat this a little bit reactively and not like a business and a business requires planning and investment and thought and not just Work, 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 get successful. Oh, I guess I've made it. Now let's try and unravel this mess and build a real business. And listeners, if you have become successful and it's a bit of a mess and you're doing great numbers, but you're sort of in quick sound and you're a bit, you're drowning a little bit, we, we can fix that pretty quickly. Like We can help you uh, extract yourself, but um, it's far better to avoid it in the first place.
2: Yeah, I could not be in more uh, raucous agreement with everything you just said. James, there's two things that I want to add. As you said, this is this is ideally the way it should happen. But I also acknowledge, as you did, James, that a lot of our listeners are probably in a situation right now where they need help right now because they're overwhelmed. If that's the case, pick up the phone, get on a call with us and put together a plan to fix that problem. So we accept that you can't always hire proactively. Sometimes you're just in a position where things have happened and you need to bring in some support. Well, there is a way to go about that, how to find the right person, how to onboard them correctly, how to set up the right performance framework, and then how to plan your numbers and work out what you need to do to make it a profitable endeavor. Also, I I would almost summarise hiring somebody, and I guess there'd be some roles where there might be an exception, but in my mind, any hire you make in your business should have the imperative of freeing up the person up the food chain to do more of their job, and their job becomes to free up the person ahead of them in the food chain, which we're calling the broker, to do more of what they need to do, which is guess what? Find more customers, see more people, bring in more business. That should be the imperative that sits behind ultimately any hire is to free up the person ahead of you in the food chain that ultimately ends with you, the broker business owner and or your team of loan writers to do the most important thing, which is to bring in the business. That's where it all locks together. And that's the best way to do things. Taking into account, James, as as you said, and, and I agree, there are times where you might find yourself in a position where for circumstances, Um, decision-making or or, or lack of, I guess, business training and knowledge, you've ended up in a position of just being really busy. You've done it all yourself. You're a bit overwhelmed. I need to hire somebody because if I don't, I might lose my mind or something. I'm just going to miss things in my business. If that's the case, get on a call, have a chat, and we'll give you a path to follow to make that happen in a a coordinated way that ties into
1: where you want to go as a business. Definitely. Yeah. it's certainly not a bad position to be in. It's a bad situation to, to stay there, um, you know, because there are ways out um, of that. So I guess hopefully we've made it pretty clear, Ash, of what happens when you hire too late. Um, you know, and it's kind of one of these things that's chicken and egg. A lot of brokers, a lot of business owners struggle with this. And again, it's why strategic thinking and planning and understanding numbers and capacity and who's going to get hired and in what order. And, and, you know, if you know what that is in advance, you can, powerful. you know, obviously you can make moves ahead of time as well as when it does come time to make that next move, you already know what it is. And you can start to build foundations that will support that earlier on. And, you know, I would say, Ash, you know, before we wrap this one up, what percentage of people come to us that have, Become successful, but are sort of drowning a little bit. It's kind of, that's the default. So listeners, this is normal, unfortunately. It's the exception for someone to come to us going, I want to grow, I want to get ahead of the curve. It's usually brokers that have just found themselves in a successful position and they feel like they're trapped and there's no way out. They knock on our door and we fix them and transform their business and life. Look,
2: you really, really powerful point. I would say it's above 90%. For darn sure, yeah, and it, it could be ninety nine percent, but the vast, vast majority of of people that we work with are successful to an extent, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we do we do work with early stage brokers in some of our programs as well, of course, but the majority of people we work closely with, they're writing a few million a month. They're they're making bank, i.e., the, you know they're they're profitable in that sense, so they're paying themselves a decent salary. But they're they're caught in a vortex of to get ahead, they've got to keep working harder. So there's that they haven't broken the nexus between more success being linked to working harder. That's the nexus that we need to break and decouple. Um, which there's a whole bunch of pieces in that. There's mindset, there's self-esteem, there's system and process, there's the numbers, there's the, there's all of these things, and then mapping all that out in a strategic plan, which is what we specialise in, right? Then you bring it back to, well, where are we now and what is the right hiring decision to bring into and what are the right tools and and methodologies, best practice in order to do that? to remove the risk of it not working out as much as you possibly can. That's the vast majority of people. So I would, by natural extension, James, the vast majority of people listening to this podcast fit that bill to one extent or another. So if that's you, have a look at where you're heading. And if you can't answer the question clearly that you know exactly exactly the financial ramifications of hiring or not hiring, who they are, where they fit in, how much extra business you need, how much time's going to be freed up, what your productivity benchmarks are, and what the gap is that's I've probably overwhelmed people right there. If you can't answer all those questions quickly like that, you need help right you and do. that's what we want to do. that's what
1: we we love doing is, is sorting all that out. you better believe it. yep, we're pretty good at that too the team. Uh, you know, smashing it out. So, yeah, um, let's leave it there, Ash. Unless there was anything further you wanted to sort of wrap on, but like again, it's just one of these recurring themes: hiring too late, problems. It all comes back to this root cause of not really just you know having a plan and knowing where they're going and how to do it. And that's kind of you know with everything we talk about with this podcast. Obviously, there's there's lots to do. It sounds quite complicated in in part, but You know, business can, you know, being successful in business can be simple if you just know how to break it down and what to do in each order. We're not saying do a thousand and one things tomorrow and a thousand and one things next week. It it's it's actually about simplifying it and just doing it piece by piece. Uh, That's exactly how our members, you know, the results we get after nine months, twelve months, eighteen months, where someone that was drowning and maybe was hiring too late, is now the leading a proactive business that virtually works without them. So um, I thought I'd end on that. Love it.
2: Perfect. And I'll end it on this note, listeners. Have a look at how banks hire people and do the opposite, right? We all know this. Banks hire based on surges in work, right? And they get the surges in work because at some point in the past, uh They were probably terrible at things and let staff go and and the broker business stopped coming to them and all of a sudden capacity opened up and their ability to deliver timely outcomes improved. So then they get overwhelmed again and that's when they go back and hire people when they're already overwhelmed. And this is a cycle that repeats over and over and over. Wait till you get really busy and then hire to handle the busyness. That's the opposite way that you should do it. The way you should do it is plan, strategize, think about where you're heading and plan in advance so that when you invest, and hiring people is not a cost, it's an investment, work out what you need to do in the liberated time to get the return on that investment that you're seeking. That's the way to do it is plan ahead, hire in advance once you've sorted out any immediate overwhelm issues, which is the opposite of the way most banks manage their team of people, which is wait till they're overwhelmed with inquiry Mm. and then go about trying to find some people. And then by the time they find some people and fill the need,
1: all the brokers have got ticked off and sent their business elsewhere. Yeah. I just want to double down on one thing you said there, Ash, before we wrap it up and press the button, is that one thing you said in that wrap up was figure out where you want to go and what the numbers need to be to support that hire and make it happen. Like, the reason why backfill doesn't work is you get too busy. Like let's say one hundred percent's here. Most brokers get to one hundred and fifty percent, and now have the confidence to pay someone with that extra work. That's why that is the fundamental reason why everybody is hiring wrong. They wait till they're over busy to have the confidence to hire because they're not prepared to hire uh, and back themselves. Whereas what you need to do is go. If I'm able to do this by myself, if I add someone, now I know I need to have this many conversations and write this many loans. Great, I'm going to go make that happen. I'm going to hire that person and I'm going to go make that number happen versus I'll wait till I've got the bigger number and then backfill. So I just wanted to double down on that point because that's the crux of this entire conversation and if our listeners get that, we will transform the industry. Oh absolute
2: gold, James. I had the last comment, 30 seconds. I had a conversation exactly like this with one of our members the other day where his comment to me was, and I bless him. He goes, Ash, let's work out exactly what the numbers look like and what I need to do. And then I will inject capital in my business to hire the person I need now and then grow into it. And I I, I, I nearly cried. I've got to be honest. I thought that is just perfect. You need hiring decisions. You should have enough confidence in them that you be prepared to put money into the business to pay for their salary in advance of cash flow paying for it. Yep. That's, that's the level of
1: confidence that we would like you all to have in your hiring decisions. And you can get that with the right strategy and the right advice and the right confidence. So- You won't just get that confidence, we'll give it to you, then you'll back yourself to make the numbers happen. So I've loved this one, Ash. Listeners, I hope you have too. Um, And yeah, looking forward to next week. People, they're the most important asset in a
0: business. So do it right if you can. 100%. Thanks everybody. Hope you've enjoyed it. See you next time. Next time, Jones. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven results-driven programs, live events, and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small so dream big believe big and go big with broker ideas group